What if you knew your animal better than anyone else, including your vet? What if you knew where to go for information covering a variety of different topics that allow you to choose the care you would like for the furry member of the family? What if this information can be found with even more ease than ever before? Get ready to listen, share, and question what animal care used to be and where it can go. Now, here is the host of Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show, Certified Animal Chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome, welcome. Happy Monday. It's Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with me, Dr. Andy. Um, I am your host. I'm a certified animal chiropractor um, and an access consciousness facilitator and animal wizard. I'm here today to invite you to um, information to empower you to know what you know about your animal. Um, today, we are, the title is Prong, Choke, Halter, Flat, Harness, Judgeable Offense, or Just Choice. So those are all different types of collars. Um, and if you play in the dog world at all, there, that debate seems to go around and around and around and around. So, oh, hang on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> so what type of collar do you use on your dog? Um, are you made wrong for your choice? Um, does the collar you use work for your animal? Um, my dog doesn't pull me on walks when he's in his prong collar. Why should I change that? Um, I heard halters can, um, the little um, halties or the halter that goes around their nose can hurt a dog's neck. Um, for what reason would I switch from a collar to a harness? Um, and like I said, if you work around the dog world, the collar debate goes on and on and on. Um, and what if allowance is all that is required to change all that? Um, and what if there's no right or wrong collar and it's just choice? Um, and have you ever wanted to have met a magic wand to change anything, including the health and happiness of your animal? So we're going to go through all those questions and more. Um, and we're going to in institute some of the, or integrate some of the tools from Access Consciousness around um, this topic. Um, and throughout this hour, I do invite you to ask questions, share your animal stories, join me on this radio adventure. Um, and you can reach me in a variety of ways. You can call them in at 815-880-8255 in the U.S., 613-800-8736 in Canada. And then in the U.K., it's 4433-000-10625. You can Skype them in at a2zen.fm, and then you can also just chat them in um, at a2zen.fm www in front of that and along the blue line you choose chat so prong choke choke halter flat harness judgeable fence or just choice um so some people may not even be aware of what the names of all of these are and they may have always just used that type of collar because that's what you have always used um and you know a flat collar is just like it sounds. It's a flat collar. It'll clip. It'll buckle. It goes around the neck. You hook the leash. You go out the door. Um, that's what dogs have been wearing since I think we've tried to domesticate them. We, You know, we stuck something around their neck and we dragged them along. Um, and most of the time they're very happy to go along. Sometimes they're really happy to go along and they're pulling out in front of us. So sometimes now we need how can we make a walk a little more fun? And so some people are looking at other collars. So before we get into prong and choke, um, the little halties that go over the nose, um, harnesses, staying with the flat collar, you know, all the projections, expectations, separation, judgments, and reactions you'll have around 
any of those or all of those, um, can we uncreate and destroy them all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. I've seen in the past, um, I think it was at a shelter somewhere that they were running... I don't know what you got for it, but they were, if you turned in your prong collar or your pinch collar, you got something. I don't know if it was a different collar or fibers off a bag of dog food or something. But there is just this this overwhelming, um, quote-unquote, awfulness around using that collar. Um, and those are the, the metal ones that hook together and actually kind of stick into the dog's neck. And so when they pull, they get poked. Um, and then, and that, then the thought process is they don't pull. And some dogs do that once and go, oh, that pinches, they don't pull. Owner's happy, dog's happy, we go on a walk. Um, And then there is the wrong use of that collar. And that's where you're going to pull on it and yank on it and actually injure the dog, even though the dog's not generally even doing anything. And what if we have more of a problem on how it's used wrongly than if it's used properly? And everything that brings up, times a godzilla, can we uncreate and destroy it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyonds. So that's the clearing statement from Access Consciousness. I think I mentioned this in many shows at this point. Um, you can get more information on that at theclearingstatement.com. But it goes back and scrubs out where the energy is limiting us, where it's stuck us, where we think it's absolutely horrible, horrific, terrible to use that type of collar. What if we can lighten up the energy around that? And with lightening that up, allows for some allowance around it. And when you're not so stuck in your horribleness around this, what if you're actually able to um, have a different point of view about it? And maybe that allows um, the people that are using them to ask different questions. And what if all of that could just change? I, what I actually use on my animals, I actually have harnesses on my little dogs. I actually have a flat collar on my three-legged guy, and then I use a um, halty over my standard poodle nose. The and I'm trying to think of the actual name of it, and of course I'm having a blonde moment. And he's been wearing that one, he's 12, he's been wearing that for about 11 and a half years. Actually, he's wearing the same one, it's held up <laughs> um, for 11 and a half years, and he's always done well in that. He doesn't pull me around in that. Um, he's never hurt his neck in that because of the thought process around that one. I guess we're going to jump. I'm just going to kind of follow the energy here. and We're going to talk about um, the the little halty or I just had help from from above. No, um, a gentle leader, the gentle leader that he wears, um, that if you hold on to because what it is, it's on his nose. And if you're holding the leash and it's hooked to the nose, the dog kind of goes where the nose goes. So if you pull that nose to the side, the dog kind of stops. That's the the best I can kind of describe it on the radio. And so he's not allowed to really pull because if he pulls, his head turns and his body kind of stops. So the thought process around that is if they really want to go somewhere and they pull really hard, they can really injure their neck. I actually have a story. We were out walking. This was... He was five or six at the time, so he he had some muscle in him, and he saw a squirrel. Um, the little critters that dogs basically think almost die, you know, and he was going, and he didn't care that he had that on. And since I was aware that's where he was going and he wasn't going anywhere else and there was no other person, I actually just let go because if I had hung on to that, 
he would have injured his neck because he was pulling that hard and he was that determined to get a squirrel. So what if these, all of these are just tools to help you out, but you also have to be aware of when they've reached their limit and what is going to be required in any certain situation with them. And everywhere where um, you're not aware that these are just tools and that you there's still other work that needs to be involved in using them, can we uncreate and destroy them all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine, boy, shorts, ambiance. Um, like I said, my little guys wear harnesses. They're eight pounds, the two little girls. And so that's more of, actually, sometimes you just need to pick them up like, or move them or they tend to can pull out, of, the little dogs tend to pull out of flat collars. So a lot of little dogs end up in um, harnesses um, type things and they seem to do really well with them. And then my little um, terrier, he's on a flat collar. He walks pretty nice. It, he does well on it. And so that's kind of where we are. So I actually use three of the the few that we're talking about. Um, and so just to give you an idea of what my interesting points of view are, and I think everybody has interesting points of view around them, it's everywhere where we've aligned and agreed or, reacted, or reacted to any type of collar harness, anything we're going to talk about today, can we uncreate and destroy it all, time to Godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyonds. So, have you are, you are you one of those people that maybe you've been made wrong for your choice? Um, I I currently work hand in hand with um, a positive dog trainer, and actually she's been on the show a few weeks ago, and she'll be back on I think October 13th, Anna Malera with Training with Grace, and she has an interesting point of view that you know these prongs, the chokes, we haven't even talked about the e collars, which are the electronic collars are just wrong. You don't use them. That You do training and you don't use them. Um, so everywhere where that's limiting, can we uncreate and destroy at all times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyonds. Um, I've had clients that actually use the prong collar, use it on every dog they bone, use it success- successfully according to them. Their dogs don't pull, they don't get injured, they do well with them. Um, so for what reason would they change? And and I you know I don't have the the quote unquote answer to that. But sometimes they do have to actually take those off in certain places they go because that's frowned upon. Um their AKC does not, which is the American Kennel Club does not allow um prong collars. So I had a client join me at a trial yesterday and she walked hers in on a prong collar. I'm like you've got to get that off. You can't do that here. Um, you know, and so I'm just bringing up everything that's kind of in the world around it um, and, and you know, pick and choose what's going to work for you and what's going to work for your, your animal. Has anyone ever asked their animal what they would like to be walked on? Let's go back to asking a question. Um, I have a great story from a fellow um, talk to the animal's um, certified facilitator, Susie Godsey, she tells this story all the time, and I love to watch all the energy in people's world. So I'm gonna, um, uh, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw it out there and see what energy comes up. Um, she would go when she would walk dogs, um, at the animal shelter. All the all the other people that were volunteering would go, "How do you walk these dogs without them pulling down, pulling you down the street?" And she goes. <laughs> 
I love it. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. She goes, well, I ask them what color they want to walk on. Do they want to walk on a prong? Do they want to walk on a choke? Do they want to walk on a halter or a flat? I ask them. And if they pick a choke collar, I put them on a choke collar. And we walk. And it usually works just fine. And she, tell, she tells a story in, you know, animal classes. I've, I don't know. I've heard it a few different times. And you can always, all the hair just goes up on, a dog would actually choose to be put on a choke collar? A dog would actually choose to... What if they actually did? <laughs> you know, what if, you know, what if they actually know their limitations and they know they're not going to behave unless they're on a choke collar? And what if that's not always a great question to ask in every situation? This is a situation where she's got 30 seconds to leash up a dog and take him for a walk that she may never see again. This is not a dog in her home. This is not a dog that she's ever going to interact with again. So what if we can just have an enjoyable walk? And what if instead of a choke collar with a dog in your home, you actually choose to do some training and change that and educate yourself on what's going to work long term? But So everything that that brought up or let down about what a dog would actually choose for themselves, can we ungrate and destroy at all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. My producer, Carol, says, um, wouldn't a dog naturally just say, nothing, thanks, no collar, I'm free to go? So, you know, let's look at it. Would they? Would they just automatically prefer not to wear anything? You know, I've, and that's where you, that blanket um, assumption or decision or judgment about what they would and wouldn't choose, you, you, that's why I, you, people try to, like, stereotype or group them or wouldn't they. And it's like, well, you know, well, who's the dog in front of you? Uh, I I could tell you for a fact that my little wiener dog would say that. Nothing, thanks. I can handle it. I'm going to go wherever I want to go. I'll be back later. That's her personality. The, 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 the poodle? Yeah, I should probably wear that. I'm not very good but without it. <laughs> you know, and so it's just, you know, ask that dog in front of you. We're going to take a break real quick. Um, hopefully, I'm wondering... Um, um, someone will call in or chat in some questions, and let's have a conversation about prong, choke, halter, flat, harness. Is it just choice? Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back 
thank you for joining me, Tay. Um, we're talking collars and harnesses and restraining devices for our dogs. Is it a judgeable offense or is it just a choice? Uh, again, I invite you to join me with your questions, with your animals, with your stories, with a contribution, um, what's worked for you, what didn't work for you. Um, and check out just how easy it is to actually chat your question in live at www.a2zen.fm and then click on chat on the top blue line. You can always email me your questions later at drandy at harpersridge.com. So now back to amazing animals. So as a certified animal chiropractor, I get asked all the time, you know, collar or harness? Collar or harness? Collar or harness? And I actually don't have a stock answer. I don't have, you know, there's research that says this and there's research that says that and there's um I look at the animal in front of me and I probably always come back to that whenever I talk about animals' bodies is what's what's in front of me at that time because things change. Um, one thing I know for sure is things change. Um, if we are having, currently having neck pain, let's go to a harness. Let's take the tugging and the pulling and the restraining off the neck, especially if it's, you know, it's actually hot and painful and is healing at the moment. That's kind of my little bit of no-brainer part of that. Um, and then, you know, okay, so do I do the harness all the time? Well, harnesses, on the other hand, actually kind of mess with shoulder movement. So if we have a shoulder issue, uh, we tend to go, let's take them off the harness for a while and put them on the collar. Um, but what happens when you have a shoulder and a neck problem, which happens very commonly together? So then it gets, it's not really that interesting, but... um. <laughs> You can switch it up. It depends on maybe where you're going. If you're going to go into the car, into the vet, back into the car and home, we stick them on a collar, easy peasy. They're not pulling. They're not going anywhere. You just want to make sure that you have a handle on them. If you're going to go for a walk, maybe throw them in a harness. So it just kind of depends. And I ask people actually to rotate. So we're not always pulling on the neck and we're not always restricting shoulder movement. Some harnesses restrict shoulder movement a lot more. Um, the brands that actually, they have, um, I'm going to see if I can do this the best I can. There's, they actually clasp on the side on one of the shoulders and have a connecting strap across the front. Um, and they hook in the front. And that will tend to pull on the shoulders more than anything else. There's the same harnesses that clasp up front, but they hook in the back those do not tend to affect the shoulders as much. And there are probably thousands of harness designs. Um, and so you're going to, you, I can't tell you, oh, this one will work all the time or this one will work all the time. Uh, you'll have to go into, probably into a pet store of sorts and maybe try some on and see what fits. Um, your dog and talk with people there and talk with your friends that have them. Talk to a trainer that's doing maybe an evening talk about walk, you know, leash walking. Get their input. Um, have them maybe see your dog and what you are, what they are wearing at time, and see if it's fit if it fits correctly. Um, so that's all from a chiropractic standpoint um, on what what body part is being restricted. Um, the harnesses that do have um, a hook on the front, the dogs can't pull as much in. 
those same harnesses tend to have a hook on the back. And when you hook a dog in the back, it's kind of like a sled dog motion. <laughs> they can then gather up a lot more power in the rear and pull a lot harder. So just keep that in mind. Again, nothing's wrong about any of this information. It's just what is going to work for your animal. So everything, all that is that it brought up or let down, can we create and destroy at all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, online, boy shorts, and beyonds. Um, Carol, the, my producer, ha just wrote in. She's like, on the weekend, I saw a large dog on a busy trail. The dog had one of those harnesses that goes over the muzzle, which is the gentle leader or the halty type things that we were talking about. You can tell that the dog wasn't um, likely a dog that needed that kind of control, but the people coming across on the trail were much calmer. He seemed happy. No one was worried about him. Yeah, though, and, and that's actually a really good point. Thank you, Carol. Um, when they when dogs have that over their nose, and especially if they're maybe red and the dog's black and they really show up, they t people tend to have a very different um, energetic response to that. It's like, oh, they have control over that dog's mouth. Those those types. Um, of restraining tools actually don't restrict the mouth at all. They 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 can open and pant and eat and chew and drink and they don't. They they're they just kind of set on the muzzle. Um, but the energetic response from like you said, people on the trails like, oh, they have full control of their animal over there and that they can't bite me through that. It's not really true. But what if that? energetic response from other people keeps the whole situation more calm, keeps the dog more calm. Because the people are like, oh, cool, dog's in control. Owner's like, oh, cool, dog's in control. Dog's like, oh, I'm in control, cool. <laughs> and there's no, that the energy doesn't come up anywhere. So we, you know, maybe we limit behavior response from our dog. Everything that is times a godzillion can we create and destroy it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy shorts, and beyond. The other thing those, the, the gentle leaders of the halls do is most dogs that are wearing them will go, it's so cute, will go up to people and rub their head on them. And people are like, oh, he's so sweet. He wants a head rub. Okay, Great. and they pet the dog and everyone's happy. The dog's like, could you get this off my nose, please? But again, the energetic response is, oh, sweet dog, I will pet you. And the dog goes, I'm a sweet dog, please pet me. Um, they're, you know, they're reading telepathically out of our head. So if that other person that this dog is going up to thinks this is cute and they're sweet, that's the energy around that interaction. The dog actually would really like you to take it off his nose. Um, some dogs just cannot even handle them. A lot of the little dogs um, do what I call kind of lose their mind around them. They rub their heads on the ground. They claw at them. They just, they, they just can't handle it over their nose. Okay, so then again, you're going to look at some other, other options out there. My poodle for, like I said, has been wearing one for 11 and a half years. It took me a year to figure out that that's what really worked well for him and me. Um, he will go up to people and rub on them, and that's the response. That's the energetic response we get from him. Oh, how sweet of him. And he's like, just get this thing off my nose. And that's 11 and a half years later, and he's still 
um, would prefer not to have that over his nose, but he walks fine with it. He doesn't. He walks down a trail for hours in it, and, and he's good in it. Some dogs do re- really do lose their minds with it, which is actually kind of funny because most of them are designed to go over the nose, which actually has point acupressure points to calm them. Um, obviously, those points don't work in all dogs, but that's another aspect of that tool that may be helpful for people that may actually get a calming response when you put that over the bridge of their nose. Um, uh, so so a little bit more about that. And, and so how much, let's go back to that energetic response when you're walking your dog in whatever collar you choose. I, I love telling this story and I, I, we had a red doby at one time. He had since passed away, and his name was Caesar. And before that, I had a big, fluffy standard poodle and I, I, a few little dogs. And, you know, when you're trying to walk four dogs and people, well, can I pet your dogs? Usually all that happens is I get lassoed around my feet, and it just turns into utter chaos, right? So the doby came along, and he was a rescue, and he was beautiful, and he had the you know, the the ears that were done, and he was red, and he was gorgeous. And he was walked on a flat leather collar, um, and we would walk down the street, and I noticed nobody wanted to come over and pet my dog <laughs> anymore. They would cross the street. It was, and it was because he looked, quote-unquote, scary. He looked like one of those vicious breeds, that Doberman. He was actually the sweetest dog he loved people and it wasn't a problem but I actually appreciated the energetics of it where people would then cross the street I wouldn't have utter chaos with you know four or five dogs I wouldn't be tied up in leashes I wouldn't lose a dog down you know whatever 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 that would occur when they wanted to pet my dogs so what is the energy that comes up when other people see not necessarily a Doberman but another dog that's on a prong collar or a pinch collar or a choke collar What's that energy that comes up that that dog, okay, obviously has problems. That energy may come up or I better be careful around that dog because it might be vicious or why would that dog be on that type of collar? What's up? You know, and that's a very different energy versus, and like I said, with the pool wearing the, the, the little gentle leader where people are like, oh, he wants a pet. This dog is now getting, I'm wearing this prong collar Maybe that works for the dog, but he's wondering why everyone else is. So the energy that's coming up out of everybody is, oh, my gosh, I better cross the street. So how much is the dog picking up on that that's locking all of the energy around the the prong collars, the choke collars, the the more, quote, unquote, evasive collars? So everywhere we have aligned and agreed and resisted and reacted to all of that on any dog at any time, and we uncreate and destroy it all, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. Um, so, I, and, and kind of that, that whole concept just kind of hit me out of the blue that that when we have that much energy around a concept on how wrong it is and then by default the dog is wrong for it and by default the owner's wrong for it, it locks it into place with so much more gusto. It's what if that's what's holding it in place, and what's that? What if that's what's limiting educating people on what else is possible, what other tools they could use, what other um, 
harnesses collars that would be more more beneficial, more contributory to their animals. All of that is times a godzillion can we create and destroy it all. Right one good, bad, pod pock, all nine, boy shorts and beyonds. Let's take a quick break. We'll come on back and Stephanie has joined us um on our conversation on collars, harnesses, judgeable offenses or just choice. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adizen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back once again to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Um, along with the radio show, I have an animal chiropractic practice in the Denver, Colorado Springs area in Colorado, I, uh, where I offer those that are able to join me in person one-on-one sessions that include chiropractic, laser therapy, essential oils, um, energetic magic with animals, uh, and other energetic body processes. All that information is at my website, um, www.harpersridge.com. For those not close enough to join me in person, I do offer Skype sessions, phone sessions that include processing and talking with you and your animals, similar to how how the radio show works, but we can specifically get to your questions about your animals and more info to come on the website on that. Um, some upcoming classes for the people. Um, I'm doing another free Talk to the Animals class at my Denver office October 9th. Um, and then, actually, October 29th in um, Maui, out in Hawaii, I'll be doing just a little free talk to the animals um, with my access um, friends out there. So if you know anybody out on the island, let them know. And then October 12th in Elizabeth is the bars, the first class in access consciousness. It's just for people. Um, that'll be out in Elizabeth, Colorado. And then October 19th in Littleton. So a couple different options um, around the U.S., I guess, coming up. And all of that's at harpersridge.com. So, Stephanie, are you with us? Yes, I am. Welcome. Hello. Now, for those that have listened to the show, we know you've got like a gaggle of dogs like <laughs> I do. Yes. Um, and what do you use on everybody? So, I grew up with shepherds, and my dad trained in Schutzhund and used the prong, uh, the prong collars and the choke collars. Um, it's very no-nonsense, this works, and this is why. You know, the one pop and they don't pull anymore, and that's great. For, for our first shepherd that I grew up with, it worked awesome. Like, he listened, he walked right next to us, that was fine. 
we got a shepherd pup. We have a shepherd puppy right now. Um, completely different from any other shepherd we've ever had. And so I remember my biggest story with the prong collar. I took him to Chatfield to walk him around, and it was his first time. I wasn't really comfortable with him being off-leash yet because I didn't want him to run up and jump on people because um, he's pushing 100 pounds, but mostly he's all puppies, so he's just very excited to see everybody. And so the entire time we're there, he's just fighting me and pulling and yanking, and I'm pulling on the prong collar, and nothing is working. And I felt like a horrible person for using it. I felt like I was hurting him. I felt like I was taking on all of the judgments of everyone else in the park watching us struggle and that I had no control over my dog, and it was not a good situation. So so everything that, that is, I'm going to yes. stop you. Right. So everything that is, all those judgments, all the projections, expectations, separations, judgments, reactions, everybody there at the park and you put on yourself and every, everything that was put on him, can we uncreate and destroy it all? Yes. Times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyond. Okay. So after that, um, we kind of had discovered the halty, and I've been using that with my other shepherd, and she walks wonderfully on it and my other shepherd has a little bit of a bite history um with people and so while it doesn't restrain her mouth i feel a whole heck of a lot more comfortable when it's on her mouth just because i have it over her head and i know when other people see her they feel more comfortable because it's on her mm-hmm. so that makes me feel a lot better and Storm. And you also do have more head control with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and with Storm, with the head collar on, with the halty compared to the prong, he's like an entirely new dog with that. And he, I mean, he didn't even really need intro to training with it or whatever. We just put it on, and he healed by our side and walks really well with it. Mm-hmm. So and that's so awesome. Is- him. And so this is this is this whole conversation, or you know, mostly listening to me, um, isn't that you find a tool that works and that maybe you don't need training. You still may need some training too. Oh yeah. This yeah. just happened to work beautifully for him. Well, cool. Um, so it's not always the one ring to save them all or whatever it is. You no. know, it, no. you and may need a few different tools, and you actually still may need training. Yeah. And I actually do also have a big harness for him that I switch between the two shepherds. And depending on what we're doing, um, actually that was the biggest thing when you were talking that was coming up for me is that I, in my head I always thought that once they had their one, their harness, their halty, their prong collar, whatever, that was it. Every time we leave the house, that's what they get on every single time. And, uh, and over, you know, just the past couple of months without really realizing it, but it kind of like shot out in my head made me really realize that when you were talking about it that they don't have to be on that exact tool every single time they leave the house and just depend on where you're going and what you're doing with them. And then how many people do that? They have yeah. this dog's all purple and this is what they have. And this yeah. dog's all pink and this is what they have. And this is all purple or blue and this is what they ha- and that's it. Yeah. You know, and and yeah, what what if you can mix it up? What if it's okay not to have to use the same thing all the time? And everywhere where that just, you have to use the same. Can we uncreate and destroy it all times? Mm-hmm. Like Godzilla, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. So for my little ones, I tried a halty on my little Sheltie, and she is one of the ones you were talking about earlier who she cannot handle it. She loses her mind. She cannot focus on anything else. It does not matter how long it's been on her. 
when I first got one, I tried where I would just leave it on for little bits of a time, um, just increase day by, you know, that kind of thing, just getting her used to, used to it and adjusted to it and then walking with it. And even now, she just she has to rub on everything and roll over and just kind of freaks out when she gets it on her. So she gets a harness, which works really well for her. Um, she would actually probably be all right on a flat collar, but I'm more nervous about her slipping out of it because she has mm-hmm. done that. Um, so she gets a harness, and then the little rat dog gets a harness because, <laughs> you know, and you just scoop them up. And you need to scoop them up. I definitely worry. Yeah, so I definitely worry more about their necks on the little, little guys <laughs> with just the collars, and he has a weird little coffee gagging thing. So the harness works really well for him. Yeah, and, and for those that have never had little dogs, um, yeah, sometimes when big dogs come running up, you just need to lift them off the ground. Or yeah, when they're very nice. <laughs> yes, yes, and and you hear that time and time and time again out of clients. Well, they just pull out of a collar. They just pull out of a collar. So, yeah, yeah, I I t- little dogs tend to do better in a harness just for a couple other reasons. It's you know it's not a like I said, there's not one size fits all concept here. Um, but I had, you know, maybe we can talk about it a little bit. I mentioned my client that came over to the AKC Agility Trial yesterday in the prong, and that was, you know, a big no-no. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of the people that do that do compete, when they're competing in agility, they cannot wear a collar out on the out on the course. So they they run naked out there. Um, so a lot of people have them on basically what's called a martingale. So it will tighten when they pull. So, you know. Like a greyhound collar. Right, like a greyhound collar. So, you know, what's the, th- and I'm looking at the energetics of this, and I'm like, so what's the difference between that and a choke besides maybe metal or maybe the ugliness of it looking? You know, and so I think it. I I look at the energetics of everybody, you know, thought process around this, and it's like, so what's really the difference? Because that's softer, because they're trained a little better. You know, should those dogs still go through all this training and just be on, you know, flat collar where they're not necessarily choking themselves? Because they do. They end up choking themselves in these. And these are pretty collars, and they're flat and they're smooth, and but they pull and choke too. So, again, is there is it any of this a judgeable offense, or is it all just choice? Um, Everything that is times a godzillion can you create and destroy it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, online, boy, shorts, and beyonds. So. What made you switch out of the prong collar besides your argument at the dog park? I mean, if that's all you've ever used, how where did you go looking for something else? Well, that was all we ever used with a dog that had started out as puppyhood being trained in Schutzen and on a prong collar. So let's and let's so do let's let's tell everybody what Schutzen is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Schutzen is um like the heavy I don't know, German training where they train to attack um, and protect and like they have they wear those big sleeves and the big like body suits and the dogs run up and attack and heal by your side and all that fun stuff. Yeah, and there's a tracking component. They do have to do bite work. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of police dog work that's turned into yeah. a sport or the sports turned into part of the police 
training. I'm not sure which came first on that, yeah. and I'm not sure exactly how it meshes because I think some of these dogs do Schutzen, but not all of them are Schutzen trained. But that yeah. that gives everybody a basic idea of what that is. Um, and, yeah, it's very no-nonsense, very German. Yeah. The yeah. commands are German. Yeah. Generally, your like dogs... When we, yes, when we got this puppy... We, he was not allowed in the house. We were not allowed to spend time with him. He was out in the backyard in the kennel or with my dad training. And that's how he, you know, by the time he got to his old age, not so much. But that's how he grew up. And so he was in very strict training from the time we had him. So, and with this puppy, that's kind of how it was supposed to be. Um, Life doesn't always work out that way, though. My dad has a completely different job, and he travels, so he was not home for a majority of the puppies growing up, and he didn't grow up with any of the shits and training like our shepherds have in the past, and he did not have any of that work, and he's definitely a lot more puppy and a lot less serious and and, uh, listening than we've had before. So for him, as I started doing more access stuff, it just didn't fit him. Like, the prong collar just doesn't fit his energy, I suppose, mm-hmm. when I think about it now. Like, it just does not feel like it works for him. So, so, like I, I got on my computer screen, I got a yikes out of somebody uh, when we were talking about Schutzen. So, everywhere, everybody's world went, oh my God, people still do that to the dogs? Can we uncreate and destroy at all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyonds. So, let's look at your, your other dog. Did he kind of like it and not mind it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, well, that's the, that was his job. That's what he grew up doing. He loved it. Yeah. So what if dogs, again, have choice and some really, ooh, ooh, I get to go bite someone. That's, yes, that's fun for me. You know? <laughs> and, and then the people are still going, oh, my gosh, right? <laughs> All that times a godzillion. Let's clear that again. Right, wrong, good, bad, bad, bottom line, boy, shorts, and beyonds. It was great for him, and I, you know, I am, I we don't do shits in just because this dog really isn't into it, but I, you know, I'm, I still think it's a very interesting sport and very fun to watch. Um, but so how this cool it is that you guys, just, yeah, how cool is it that you realize this dog's telling you? Yeah, uh, no, I, that. <laughs> I may look, I may have picked a German Shepherd body this time, but I'd like to go to the dog park and play. Yes, absolutely, and he he looks and he's bigger than the past up, you know, than the old shepherd, and so he comes off as a lot more ferocious, but he's just a lot more fun and a lot more mm-hmm. easygoing and happy and laid back, and I just want to love you and play and not, you know, I don't really care to go to work right now. <laughs> yeah, and and some dogs love work, and some dogs are like, mm, yeah. nah, mm, nah, mm, don't not really interested in it. So generally, the breeds in Schutzen is. Your, your German Shepherds, I've seen some Rotties, um, some Belgiums. Yeah, uh, Malinois. Malinois. So generally you're working, police dog type dogs do that. But yes. this is a funny part. I do. I have heard through the grapevine there is a person out there using standard poodles in Schutzen. <laughs> and I, let me tell you about my standard poodle when he was younger. He would have loved it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if I had actually known about it, I think he would have loved it. He, I actually had, like I said, the Doberman every across the street from the Doberman. I always tell people it wasn't the Doberman they had to be worried about. It was the poodle, the fluffy little poodle over here. Uh-huh. Uh, so, well, so we have a boxer. <laughs> yeah, okay, but yes, we do. yes, as a client, we have a boxer that does shits in, which is, you know, it's like, how do you get all the jowls out of the way to bite somebody? <laughs> but, um, 
<laughs> so yeah, so just to give people a general idea of what that is, and what if you know the if the dog chooses it, how much fun is that for the dog now there and if Stephanie and his, her family wasn't aware, they could have been forcing Storm to do this, and it may not have worked out really well and yeah. what if it's more when you when the dog doesn't have that choice. It, it becomes, quote-unquote, a problem. So everything that is times like a zillion, we can create and destroy it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, ambiance. So let's take a break. Um, we're going to come on back and continue this conversation. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adizen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back. Um, real quick, um, next show next week, um, next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will have a special guest, Judy Toby, a fellow certified facilitator with Access Consciousness. She's a classically trained um, homeopath, for people, but she also has some flower essences that she uses with animals. So we're going to talk of homeopathy and flower essence. essences. That is not easy to say, let me tell you, for animals. And that will be next week, so join us then. Um, Carol chatted in a question here about um, maybe using a halty for a growly dog. And, and it can be. <laughs> and what's actually really kind of nice, like I mentioned before, is maybe that little bit of strap over the nose and that little bit of more, you have more head control for them. Maybe they need a little bit of that support and that will actually give them a little confidence for them to go, huh, I can do this. So it can be, um, you know, and, and try it. It may be like, oh, that little bit of support and control and, you know, hitting those acupressure points is a little for them and it's like, boom, there's your tool. And that doesn't say that that's not going to change in the future, but what if that's helpful? So where were we, Steph? We we, we went all the way to Schutzen. Yeah, we were kind and of back, the right? Uh, <laughs> I was actually kind of just thinking about um, Fred, who we were ta- talked about last oh, week. Oh, Fred. Fred, when the first day Fred came in, big old basset hound with his little mom, it was a bit of a struggle on a flat collar, and he didn't really want to listen to mom is you know he's a he's a big boy what is he like probably like 
sixty, seventy pounds. Oh uh, yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah. And mom's big, little, like you said, little, mom's little old lady. Little yeah. old lady, yes. Yeah. yeah. So we talked about a harness after the first struggle because you could mom's sitting there trying to get him to come in the door and just yank, yank, yank on that collar. And I just, like, I cringed up. I was like, oh, Fred, your neck. And last week he came in in a harness and not quite as easy, but definitely a little bit better. Mm-hmm. That was well, very and, nice. And he did have neck pain. We did. That was oh, his yeah. first visit. And so what yeah. Stephanie was probably picking up on was, yeah, that actually really hurts him. Yeah. And, and okay, the stereotype basset hounds, they're a little stubborn. So, ow, that hurts, I'm not going to move. Ow, that hurts, I'm not going to move. Ow, that hurts, I'm not going to move. <laughs> you know, instead of, well, if you moved, it wouldn't hurt. But that's a whole. that could be a whole other show. Um, but, yeah, Stephanie recommended putting him in a halter. His neck was feeling better that second visit. But he was probably a lot more comfortable. Well, he was a lot more comfortable. Yeah. And I think Mom was really kind of happy with how he was moving. He was still not the most... Um, Easy... Obedient? Yeah. <laughs> Did we use that word? I don't he know was what. <laughs> he, I, he was not the mama go come here and he's you know right there happy. He he's yeah. a little he's definitely a stubborn bastard hound. So <laughs> and he was very cute and but he was so much brighter and he was feeling so much better all the way around. So um, we were pretty pleased with with Fred uh, on that. And so now Stephanie's also taking. Um, dog training classes. She's in academy yeah. for that. And she's training with um, my friend Anna, and she's all positive training. Yeah. And and like I talked about briefly, I think when you're so much just that end, you almost are limiting too. Mm-hmm. And we, I, I'm, I sat in last week's class or was it the week before class? I don't know, but there was a gentleman there, and I, I really did appreciate he, he owned another dog training facility here in the Denver area, and he's like, what happens when you walk into a house and there's this trainer's DVD, there's a prong collar, there's an electric collar, and you're a positively trained trainer, what would you say to them? And he goes, I don't want someone that just goes, that's awful, sucks, bad, bad, you're horrible, 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 bad, bad, you have to do it this way. So it's almost like where can we start with the education on how these tools can work or cannot work in each situation. He's like, you need to have that background on how these things work and how to use them properly so that maybe you can interject some information and maybe come up with something that's a little more comfortable for everybody involved. So I appreciated that. You know what I mean, Steph? Like it wasn't yeah. just because I think when it's way you better to be knowledgeable about it and know why it mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily always work for the dog, rather than just judging them and saying, "Oh no, that's awful to use." Because how much do for dogs just you know just like with my dogs? Mm-hmm. And what it, what happens when you come in judging the humans? The Are they more or less <laughs> more or less yeah. resistant to what you have to share with them? <laughs> yeah. Way less. Yeah, way less. Be open and. Yeah, whenever you tell someone you were wrong for doing that, that doesn't generally. They don't generally come back and go, "Oh, could you show me another way?" They're gonna go, "Oh, this is the right way." Yeah. Yeah. Everything that is times a godzillion can win, create, and destroy it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyonds. And and this dog trainer, he chose positive training. 
but he was also aware of all this other stuff and aware of how the judgments of that stuff's going to affect how your dog training um, session goes. So I, I did. I really did appreciate how he liked. He was he was talking about what he, what he was looking for when he would hire a trainer. You know, so I I was really you know I was like that was really cool that he's like I, he wanted somebody that was at least aware of all those techniques and how they could or could not be used in any situation. Yeah. You know, so so what what's it going to take to change all this where everything is just a choice and not a judgeable offense on what you choose or what even your dog chooses to do for an activity or for a collar to wear or you know everything that is so all uh, so all the projections expectations separation judgments and reactions we've all had throughout this whole show about everything we've talked about and everything you've used in the past or would like to look at in the future can we uncreate and destroy it all times a godzillion right wrong good bad pod poc all nine boy shorts and beyonds huh anything else Steph I don't think so I don't um, think so I think, yeah I think I we think covered it yeah, I know. And you know, and we didn't little... and we really didn't talk about the stupid people. No. <laughs> there are, you know, with any of this, yeah. there's yeah. the stupid people out there. Yeah. And, and you can all... have the right tool but still use it the wrong way. <laughs> exactly. And abuse can occur with any or all of these we've mentioned. And 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 we haven't touched on it, but there are the stupid people that do not use the tools properly. Absolutely. So everything that is times a godzillion can we create and destroy it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, online, boy, shorts, and beyonds. So, again, some classes that are coming up with me October 9th at our office in Denver, a free talk to the animals class. Um, it's just for the people, but um, we usually call in the animals to join us energetically really and... It was really fun. Huh? We had a good class yeah, and, awesome. you know, kind of bring some of your behavior issues or some of your other questions with. But um, we definitely tap into um, everyone's animals in the class. And I'll be doing the same type of class October 29th in Maui. Unfortunately, Stephanie won't be at that one. Um, maybe next time, huh, Steph? Maybe, yeah, hopefully. Um, and then the bars, October 12th in Elizabeth, October 19th in Littleton. All of this is on my website, um, harpersridge.com. Thank you so much for joining me and um, Stephanie. And until next time. Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Dr. Andy will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, just how much magical fun can you have with your animals?